Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello? I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. Hi, everybody. It's Nick Bassos once again on Signal Hill and another chance to talk about one of the KC originals and one of the more strategic areas of our city. We're talking about the plaza, specifically the west side of the plaza, and we're talking to JJ's and the owner of JJ's, Mr. Jimmy Franze. It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in a while, Jimmy. Nick, it has been a while. It's great to be here. Yeah. um, You know, I was first introduced uh, to Jimmy's. I think back in the uh, 1990s, I, I was on a job interview uh, with um, the owner of the Comets and uh, Mr. Zorn Savick back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. Zorn's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, he's dear friends ever since he moved to Kansas. Absolutely, City. and that was how I was introduced to uh, JJ. Such a, a great place. Uh, it, it was just we had such a fabulous dinner, and of course the the restaurant has got so many uh, awards over the years. Um, I don't know. My story is probably like many people's stories when, when it comes to JJ's about people coming down and, and visiting and, you know, celebrating every uh, milestones, right? You, you know, Nick, after you've been in business for 35 years, especially in the restaurant business, there are generational stories that come up. The, the kids of parents that came in when they were uh, little ones yeah. are now coming in with their families. I mean, it's just it's it's been a delightful, delightful uh, scenario to to watch. Unfold. Yeah, and so. you and your brother are still in ownership uh, yes. partner together, yeah, Dave, right? Dave and I, my yep. brother. And you know, uh, back in 1982, uh, the the restaurant, of course, was named JJ's. But is it named after you? No, no. That's it's it's a story I tell quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a partner in the Dos Hombres Mexican chain uh, back in the late 70s. And uh, there were four partners, and uh, we had split up. I kept uh, a restaurant called Thirsty's Cantina in Westport, and the other guys took my shares in uh, Dos Hombres, and we parted ways. Well, those three uh, ex-partners started a restaurant called J.J. Mullane's in what used to be Don Pepe's. And I think Don Pepe is well-known in the city. kind of... Uh, whether it's notorious or infamous, but <laughs> Don Pepe's well-known. He was a great chef. And they took over his restaurant, and uh, they just didn't make it work. It lasted about a year. And I'd always loved that location mm-hmm. and just loved the style of it and the building it was in. And uh, so I bought it, and I thought, well, what am I going to call this? And I wasn't going to keep the name J.J. Mullane's. Obviously, it had failed, so I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I thought... JJ's, that sounds pretty good. So um, that's how JJ's came about. And it's funny, right until just before the explosion that ended that location, 
there was a window in the front of the restaurant. We had had it etched out, one of the big bay windows, and you could still see the J.J. Mullanes, even though we had it frosted over. Wow. For, for all those years, it was still there. So that's how J.J.'s came about. It's not, <laughs> but I did gain a nickname the day I named it J.J.'s. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jimmy, did you notice early on the, the success that you were having? Did you know that it would go on to last over three decades? Did you realize that? Uh, no idea. And as a matter of fact, Right at first, it, it wasn't working f uh, for me. I'd come out of the Mexican food industry. Mm -hmm. This was what I, I like to call today contemporary dining. I, I eschew the term fine dining because I don't think it works in today's marketplace. So contemporary dining. And um, it, it was new for me, and I had to learn a lot. And so we struggled for the first couple of years uh, as it started to to uh, you know, gain a track record and start to become popular and then get some awards. Um, you know, I knew it was going to work. I had no idea it was going to last 35 years. That's just really in today's world, an independent to go 35 years is, is pretty remarkable. Not to, not to pat myself on yeah. the back, but it's still, it's, uh, it's, you don't see it very often mm -mm. these days. It, it's, been, it's been quite a run, and it continues uh, to this day. And uh, one of the things that, that, uh, that a lot of people tell me about JJ's, and, and maybe that's part of your success, word of mouth uh, you know, gets around. People say, you've got to go check out JJ's. They have an incredible wine list, and their food is great. How did you uh, ex expand your wine list to where people were like coming down here and coming down to JJ's and, and enjoying some of the wines there? Well, Nick, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I, I, I've been into wine since college, and obviously the Mexican food side of the business doesn't really lend itself to a, to a big wine list. You can have some wines today. I mean, wine goes with all kinds of food. But I had always been a collector and a, and, and a student of wine, and I'm still a student of wine today. And uh, so I, I was really teething at the bit a bit uh, to to have a restaurant that could have a wine list. And uh, started out very small. It was you know, there were about 30 selections, and it just, um, it just grew. Uh, people responded to it. You know, they liked having a lot of selections. They mm -hmm. liked uh, being able to come in and learn about wines. And so it, it just had a life of its own after a while until it became what it is today. Do you have a favorite wine, or is that like saying who your favorite child is? Yeah, you know, I have favorite regions. Okay. Uh, I, I I like California wines, but I'm they're not the top of my list. Uh, Italian wines are not, are probably my personal favorite, although I do love champagnes. It's a it's kind of a toss up between French champagnes and Italian mm -hmm. Tuscan super Tuscans. Um, so I have regions that I that I I like, but no, I don't have a particular. I I have some go to wines. But would I say that they're my favorites or not my favorites? No, I just like wine in general. <laughs> but I do like a good glass of sparkling wine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Jimmy France, owner of JJ's, is with us here on Signal Hill. Let's talk a little bit about the food uh, here at this broadcast. Just before you and I came on, uh, your uh, chef, Julio Juarez, put together an amazing tomahawk chop bone-in ribeye. It's the most flavorful, <laughs> delicious thing uh, that I have tasted in a long time. And you, you mentioned it, contemporary dining. You know, it's not, 
you know, JJ's to me is not a place that's like, you know, like over the top or stuffy or anything like that. It offers, you know, casual contemporary dining, and and I think that's kind of shows in, in your menu that you've got. Well, well, you know, Nick, it's interesting. I, when we uh, moved to the new location, uh, and it's, it'll be five years in November. Time goes so fast. Believe, I can't wow. believe it. Um, but one of the debates we were having, we didn't have it right at first. We were going to be a white tablecloth restaurant. We've mm-hmm. always been uh, cloth napkins. Um, but but I would say that the dining scene in general has changed so radically in the last five years. That's interesting. That, uh, you know, you see a lot of really nice restaurants. They just have wood table tabletops, no uh, tablecloths. And I think uh, the millennial generation, which is, you know, we're looking f- to get them in our restaurant. They're the, they're the young, you know, mm-hmm. sophisticated diners. They kind of eschew the idea of fine dining. So at one time, we, we toyed with the idea of getting rid of tablecloths. And we decided not to, but it, it, it occurred to me that fine dining just wasn't a term that described what we were trying to do. Uh, our cuisine is is multinational it's you know we have asian dishes we have italian dishes we have french dishes a lot of uh, nouveau american california and uh, and and the dining scene like i said it just changed so much that contemporary cuisine seemed to mm-hmm. to match what we're doing and julio's julio's ha- julio is having a lot of fun with it i have to say he's and he's good yeah he's really good he's been there for a couple of years so yeah. you got the wine right and so you've got the the food right and now this uh, this combination is inspiring a lot of loyalty. You're you're developing friendships from all over the city, from dignitaries. You're probably having some uh, some of the city leaders come through JJ's. Athletes are coming through. People from out of town are coming through JJ's, and and this is really just it's it's creating a it's creating JJ's as a as a place to be. Uh, on the west side, talk about that time when maybe four, you know, five, six, seven years down, when you're getting things right and you're developing these relationships with people in the community, and and you're saying this is this is you know this is this is a place I'm proud of. This is a great place. Well, well you know, I've always loved the restaurant business for that angle. I've had uh, I've had national politicians in the restaurant. I, yesterday afternoon, uh, Sly James was in with Cindy McCain for. Lunch. Yes, which was, she was recently in town. She spoke yep. at the Kaufman Center for the Performing Arts. Yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Sly's been a good friend forever. Now that he's not mayor, I see him even more, which is fun. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it it turned out, and I didn't realize that when I got in the restaurant business over forty years ago, that one of the, I would say, one of the benefits, one of the real perks, is you get to pe- meet people on all levels of culture and politics that you would never have an opportunity to. And they get a kick out of talking to the owners. So it's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) A mutual friend of ours, Zoran Savick, uh, and even even Don Kincaid, when he owned the comments a little bit uh, later on, uh, frequented uh, your restaurant. And, you know, at the time in the early 1980s, uh, when the Kansas City Comets just exploded on the scene, you know, they were more popular than the Kings, right. than, the, than the Kansas City Kings. And uh, I've had the the fortune of listening to so many of the stories. And I've been down there with Zoran and with Jim Schwab and with 
uh, all of the players down there at Jimmy's. And I know there's been a lot of stories, that, not oh. just with the Comets, but with the Royals and the yeah. Chiefs and so many other, so many fabulous stories of times down at JJ's. Can you share well, a little well, bit about well, that? Well, you know, one of my, one, one really fun story, and it's turned into a great friendship, is the day George Brett was brought up from the minors to Kansas City. Uh, he was in Thirsty's Cantina. That's where I first met him. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Royals players used to hang out there. A lot of the Chiefs players did. And George came up to the end of the bar, and uh, we just met and kind of getting to know each other. And I was behind the bar that night, and he brings out his can of dip, his chewing tobacco, <laughs> takes the top off. He said, could you put a little clue in this for me? So I got the bottle and poured a little clue in. And George is a good friend of mine. We've been friends ever since. And uh, the Chiefs players, Clint Hurdle, bartended during the players' strike. So did a couple a uh, couple other the players. Oh, that's a neat story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of fun story uh, stories. When Joe Montana was in town, uh, he used to come in JJ's, and he would he would call his wife from the upstairs office because he didn't want to have the background noise. I don't know if he was telling her he was out on the town <laughs> or he was in his hotel room, but that happened a number of times. So, yeah, there's a lot of stories both that I'm able to tell and that I. We'll never tell. <laughs> Maybe someday when we're away from the microphones, they'll get one of those stories out of you. Yes. Uh, well, this, of course, in contrast with so many uh, great memories and, and, and so many people coming to the restaurant and enjoying it and sharing, uh, February 19th, 2013, changed everything. Yeah. That was, that was the explosion, and, and that was a, a time that uh, shook the plaza. I know it shook you and your brother. Mm -hmm. And for... And, and, I remember at the time, Jimmy, uh, when we would talk to you, um, you, all you thought about, all you wanted to talk about were your dedicated employees that had been there for so long. And, the, and, the, and, and of course, um, uh, the victim, God bless uh, her name. Um, Megan Kramer. Megan Kramer, thank you. Um, how often do you, do you think about that day? Well, you know, it's something I'll never forget, mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, luckily, I was out of town uh, that morning uh, and that afternoon, or I would have been in the building, and there's no telling what might have happened. Uh, but by the time I got back late that night, I talked to my brother, and uh, he had warned me what uh, I was going to see. It, uh, You know, that's the kind of experience in your life that definitely is life-altering. You will... It will impact you, and, and it's something that I will never forget. Um, I think the good, the good side of it, and I, I always like to dwell on the positive side, uh, is that we came back from it. Uh, a lot of uh, my employees, really good people, came back, and we got to do it again, and we're still doing it. Uh, obviously, the tragedy was a loss of life. Uh, but a, a lot of employees that were, were injured and had, uh, had trauma, or, uh, there was nothing that, that they, besides the, the psychological scars, mm -hmm. which we all have, uh, the physical scars won't be carried by many people through. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you, um, you get through it. You, f you reflect back. You ask me, do I think about it? Well, of course yeah. I do. Uh, not every day, thank goodness. Uh, but there are some good memories about it, too. The way this community stepped up and came to support us 
was unbelievable. It uh, made me very proud of this town. And uh, uh, so, you know, I, when I think back about it, I dwell on the positive, uh, on the things that, that came out of it that were good. The countless fundraisers for Megan Kramer, for those that, that were injured, and, and you say some of them are still with your restaurant now. Yeah. How, how are those who were injured uh, in the explosion, how are they doing? Yeah, you know, there's no, no physical scars, but psychologically, mm-hmm. everybody. For sure. You know, when, when we uh, occasionally uh, get together and talk about it, uh, you know, it was, it was a tragedy. It was pretty staggering. Uh, but they're all doing very well. Uh, I will say that. And it was that night that Mayor James he he was there after yes. after the yep. explosion. He, yep. he I think he got there before you did, and yep. I remember yep. the mayor talking that hey this is this is a strategic place in Kansas City. This this is a part of our city, and and our city has been hurt. And I'm here to to do whatever I can to help the city heal, yeah. which I thought was really cool from Mayor James. Yeah, you, you know the whole town, like I said, yeah. it was from from the highest levels to just the the, the people that used to come in and frequent it. Uh, so supportive. Uh, so so supportive of my staff because a lot of people all of a sudden didn't have a job and they all have families uh, or, or a lot of them did and uh, yeah that 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 through the whole thing I think the, what I take away from it is just how a community can come together and this community mm-hmm. did come together I'll never be able to thank them enough. And you've been in the Polsonelli building, as you say, for, was almost five years or five yep, years now? Yep. We moved across the street. It's ironic. It was the cabling of a uh, fiber optic line that to the Polsonelli building that caused the gas explosion, mm. uh, <laughs> which yeah. the, the day I signed the lease to move into the building, I thought this is irony at its worst. That that building had... had there, uh, a 13-story building had been built and torn down, and a new building built in a 10-year span, and it was it was a very difficult 10 years. Oh I have my to goodness! Say. And the day the day we I signed the lease and we started construction, I just thought this this is about as ironic as everything <laughs> that's happened in the last couple of years. But uh, we've been there five years. At five years in November, um, it, it's been. Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we don't have a true storefront. We have signage, but I'm on the lobby level, which is one floor up from street level on the Roanoke side. When, I, when we did that, I didn't realize how much I would have to really work to overcome not having the storefront that I had when we were across the street. Also being in an iconic 90-year-old building that looked just like the Country Club Plaza. I was a little piece of the plaza yeah. off the plaza. Uh, but, but we're having a great time with it, you know. Got a chance to start all over. Everything is new. So, uh, and uh, the, a, a, lot of my, a lot of my staff from the old restaurant are still with me. And I think the food, I don't know, we laugh. I think the food's a little better. Maybe it's because we have all new kitchen equipment. <laughs> Some of that equipment was getting a little old across the street. We had been there 28 years. <laughs> what, was there any thought about going somewhere else other than the plaza? Uh, you know, I looked all over the city. Oh, when It took me about six months to decide that, yeah, I'd go back and, and do it again. And uh, 
no, I looked on the plaza. I looked at a couple spots on the plaza. Uh, I think somewhere in the vicinity of Midtown was always going to be the mm-hmm. choice. Um, it just it just worked out that there was a space that I thought really suited what we were looking to do. Yeah. How right of- across the street. And how often are you there? Oh, the I'm there every day. Every day? Yeah, I yeah. don't I don't do the late nights like I used to. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a relationship with a woman that would probably not put up with that. Uh, but uh, I hear but, you. Uh, but uh, I, I'm on site every day. You know, I, I love the business and uh, I love making it work. So Well, one of KC Originals, thirty-five years. At JJ's. Well, at JJ's. And Keep it going as long as you as long as you can. Nick, I will. Thank you so very much. <laughs> this was great. Nick. Hey, uh, if you haven't been to JJ's, folks, go down and see JJ's. And if you get there early enough, you might get to meet Jimmy Francais. <laughs> Jimmy, it's great to see you. Nick, thank you. We so. wish the best of the luck, and we thank you for sharing some stories about a great restaurant that's been in our town for over three decades. We thank you're, you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Nick. Jimmy Francais, the owner of JJ's, part of Kansas City Originals. You can find uh, Signal Hill wherever you find a good podcast. We're available on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, we have all of our podcasts on our website at fox4kc.com slash podcast. And if you're a Facebook person, you can go to our Fox 4 uh, podcast page. Be sure to hit the like button, and you will be notified whenever there is a new podcast uh, that drops. Again, thanks to Jimmy Francais, the owner of of JJ's on the west side of the plaza. Thanks for listening to this edition of Signal Hill. I'm Nick Bassos. We'll talk to you next time.